Good morning and welcome to South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, along with my co-host, who is the president and CEO of the Urban League Palm Beach County, Mr. Patrick Franklin. Our guest this week is Juliet Rolak. She is the director of corporate philanthropy and community engagement over at Florida Power and Light. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. How morning. are you today? All right. Well, I am so pleased and proud to have Ms. Juliet Rolak here with us from FPL this morning. Juliet, you've been a, a friend and a supporter of the Urban League and of this community for a long time, um, not only here in Palm Beach County, but in Broward County at the same time. Talk to, just talk to the community a little bit about who you are and your background. Well, thank you, Patrick. Let me first say how excited I am to be here with you. Always amazing to work with the Urban League. Uh, you do such incredible things, uh, helping you. people you know, get mm-hmm. on their way and move up. So for me, my background, um, I live in Broward, but work in Palm Beach, and I, as you heard, am with Florida Power and Light Company. And for most of my career, I practiced law, and about 12 years ago, transitioned to uh, philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it. I Wonderful. Love it. Uh, so what we do, what I do with Florida Power and Light is really determine um, the areas where we're of giving and the strategy behind the giving uh, so that it aligns with our corporate objectives but also serves the community. Yeah, and, you know, Florida Power and Light um, has been a partner of the Urban League for, I'm, I'm going to just throw a number out there, 40 years, okay? And it may be longer than that because as we prepare for our 50th anniversary gala, and I've been doing our research, I see material that's gone back years and years and years. I say the relationship that Florida Power and Light has had with the Urban League of Palm Beach County, and which has really bared a lot of fruit as far as giving back to the community. Talk to me a, a little bit about Florida Power and Light's role in the community. How how you see it from your perspective? It's really important that a company give back to its community, the community that it serves, Mm -hmm. particularly uh, Florida Power and Light, who everyone in the community uh, is a customer. We are all customers, exactly, yes. And we, in addition to keeping the lights on, we want to keep that light bright. We want to keep everyone uh, in a mode of moving forward and moving up. And, And our investment in the community matters. So from a from a corporate standpoint, uh, we not only like to invest our dollars, we also like to invest our time. So you will see throughout our communities that we have uh, our employees and team members serving on boards. Uh, you well know Deb Kaplan, who is a very big champion uh, for urban. Yes, she is for board. many years now. Uh, just one of many examples. Uh, and we also like to volunteer our time to support the programming that we do invest in. Wonderful. And those programs vary mm-hmm. a lot in education. Uh, we also are very interested uh, in STEM. You know, right. I want, I, want, I want to come back to that because I, I want to spend some, some really good time on, on FPL's investment in, in the STEM program. But you said you were, you know, you started as a, as, as a lawyer. And... What what was that that thing that transitioned you from saying I I liked I went to school to become a lawyer but now I want to do something different what what was that trigger moment That trigger moment was when I first started practicing and my head was always down in the books uh, doing research you know writing briefs 
And I said, there's got to be, be more to life. Got to be more to life. Yeah. Got to be more to life. Not the this. first time I've heard that from a lawyer. Yes. Yes. So I went about the business of trying to see how can I, you know, give of my time, mm-hmm. volunteer, do and you know, do something more, and started uh, board work both in, uh, initially in a professional organization, mm-hmm. a women, black women lawyers mm-hmm. organization, and uh, from there moved to board service for nonprofits, mm-hmm. and that just got my heart. Very nice. Who were your mentors? Who who are the people that that you looked up to to guide you through that process and that transition? Uh, So I have had a couple of mentors in that regard. Uh, The first that strikes me is a very close family friend from my parents who uh, she was a lawyer Mm -hmm. and encouraged me to go into law, but always said that you've got to find some balance. And a good way to do that is really to contribute to the community. To the community, exactly. And and we we preach that all the time, too. How do you give back? And that's what we teach our kids in our youth programs, the art of giving back and the reason why it's so important to do that. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, with Patrick Franklin. He's the president of the Urban League Palm Beach County. This week, our guest is Juliet Rolex. She's the director of corporate philanthropy and community engagement over at FPL, Florida Power and Light. You had you had mentioned something about um, the role FPL plays in, in education, and I, I just want to lead off and say thank you for the involvement that FPL has given the Urban League of Palm Beach County the funds and the ability to engage with our kids, and, and we talk about STEM. Define STEM so those who don't know what STEM is. So STEM, as it's popularly known, the acronym stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Mm-hmm. And that's often been expanded to STEAM, Team. right? Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, and Math. Right. And uh, it's really important to focus on STEM because as we look at careers going forward, that is the area that we see the most growth and opportunity. And certainly for our industry, energy, absolutely, is, they are critical for our um, success. So, so many of our young black minority uh, kids, especially, and we found out that we need to go further upstream because if if we go to high schools and say you know can we encourage you to be in, in, in a STEM program, it's a little bit too late. And and we we found through a lot of research and and, and really just um, I wouldn't say hit and miss, but just what's actually worked that we need to go into the middle schools, go into the elementary schools to encourage our kids that don't be afraid of math and science. And, you know, um, everything we do right now revolves around math and science and to encourage kids to, to get involved. Uh, let's talk a little, a little about, the, about the STEM program that FPL and, and the Urban League has been engaged in for a couple of years now. Um, how, how did we get there? So, first of all, I'm really excited to talk about that. This was actually launched with Urban League. This was an idea that we had and uh, started talking to your team about, and it's transitioned into a, a winning program. Mm-hmm. So it's called Project Ready STEM. Yes. And it focuses on uh, sixth to eighth grade students. And as you mentioned, Patrick, uh, it's, you can't start too young with the students. Right. And what we do is really try to immerse them in science, technology, engineering, and math, but in in creative ways, in ways that they are experiencing um, science as opposed to just reading or learning about it. Uh, A lot of uh, field trips 
and uh, speakers coming in and talking about what they uh, their you know what their roles have been in. Uh, Mm-hmm. In these science and technology areas, my most exciting time that that I, I tell you when um, we do a lot of our programming in our local schools in the area, and right next to us the Urban League is Roosevelt Middle School. It's a middle magnet school, and what excited me one day is when I I saw um, a young black gentleman park in our parking lot and walk across to the school. And I, I stopped him because I was coming. I was coming in, in from my car, going into the building. I said, uh, "Are you going over to uh, our our STEM class?" He said, "Yes, sir, I am." I go like, um, "And you are from FPL?" I, I can gather, and I'm just guessing as I go. And he goes, "Yes, sir, I am." I said, "And your background is what?" He said, "Electrical engineer." I said, "Oh, thank you so much for being here because I want to see. I want our kids that we are having these classes, like you said, the experience." To see someone who looks like them because he was young, uh, he he wasn't in a suit or anything like that, and, and, and he came out and I said, make sure you come back because I want these kids to see you and, and, and learn from you because um, I, he was there to tell them his educational role, how he got to where he is. Um, I even went to the class and I listened for a little bit, and it was just so encouraging because when I was growing up, I, I, I'm a math and science guy. My, my I have a degree in physics, and I love math and science because everything we do is math and science. And I want so much for our minority kids because that's where the jobs of the future are. Um, you can take, if you're a great video game player or whatever, that's math and science. All, all that is math and science creative software. So... Um, that just encouraged me because I, I really applaud FPL because you walk the walk and talk the talk and you bring your in, your staff in to, to explore and teach to the kids. And I love the way that, that we're doing it in a in a open in, environment to say thank you. So um, for those of you who, who, who are, are listening this morning, we have uh, Miss Juliet Rolock here um, from FPL, and we're talking about the STEM program that, that FPL has engaged with us at the Urban League, and my my job that I would like to do is to expand it, is is expand to more schools and to more areas throughout Palm Beach County, because it, it it's just so important, just so important. So we couldn't agree with you more, Patrick. And in fact, we're looking to uh, not only extend the program but expand the funding because we. We see the great work that Urban League is doing. And I, I think the ultimate job is really to prepare the kids who live in this area to come back here from school, wherever they go, hopefully local FAU and, and other schools locally, but to come back and work in this community because we, re- we, really, we really need that. I mean, that to me would be the ultimate thing is how can we grow and nurture our students here in STEM and STEAM and then have them come back here and work for FPL or work for uh, a, a, an engineering firm here in Palm Beach County. Well, I have to tell you that uh, although we absolutely believe in supporting our youth, educating them, and preparing them for future jobs, we really want those uh, students to think about coming to work for FPL. Oh, absolutely. We are really intentional about uh, having a diverse team. And as you mentioned, the young man who uh, participated uh, in one of those programs, uh, really it's Amazing. The role modeling is certainly a 
key part of mm-hmm. incenting these kids to really move towards STEM mm-hmm. programs. What other areas um, do you see from a corporate perspective that FPL is focusing in on in for our community? What what are the areas that 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 you can share with us at at this time? So there are a number of different initiatives. Uh, you know, just closing out on the education piece, uh, we're working with many of the school districts. Uh, we've actually developed an energy curriculum that uh, many schools are using, predominantly here in South Florida, that we're expanding. And again, that's really opening the eyes of many students about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do a lot in the area of uh, serving our business communities uh, and economic development, a lot in that regard. Uh, providing resources, uh, helping relocate businesses to the area. Uh, We work very closely with the economic development organizations to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful that because we are a high reliability and low-cost utility, it's something that a lot of uh, the EDOs, uh, economic development organizations, used to help attract uh, businesses to the area. How, how do you see this new boom in, in electric vehicles with, with what FPL is rolling out? I, I've seen so many different charging. I, I just saw one last week with the mobile charging units um, in preparation of hurricane season. Um, is that something, because I'm always looking to see how, how we can engage entrepreneurs, how, how can we engage minority entrepreneurs to step up to the plate to to maybe – um, look at things that FPL is doing to, to to encourage partnerships together. How how do you see any any outlook like that? So the EV industry is booming and growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absolute and obviously uh, electric, we're right behind that and uh, must support it. So we are preparing in advance to be able to have capacity to accommodate that extra need. Uh, and we are also looking at, obviously, working toward having more of the charging stations, not only on the highways and in high-volume areas, but also uh, in people's homes so mm-hmm. that they have ready and easy access to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So, as you said, every year there is a, you know, another opportunity that arises as we expand and see technology expand. Absolutely. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm your host, Trey Brazier, with Patrick Franklin. He's the president of the Urban League Palm Beach County. This week, our guest is Juliet Rolex. She's the director of corporate philanthropy and community engagement over at FPL, Florida Power and Light. I wanted to get back to the question you asked, uh, Patrick, about uh, more of what we do. Mm -hmm. Because we're also equally proud about our employees' uh, volunteerism, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And one of the things we just finished was Power to Care, and that's a week-long effort where our employees across the entire uh, company go out into our communities and volunteer with nonprofits and do all the kinds of work, you know, any kind of work they can to support the organization. We roll up our sleeves. We're actually, you know, we're planting plants. Yes, painting. painting. Yes, uh, doing whatever we can to uh, help those nonprofits uh, survive and and thrive. So that's another thing I really wanted to share because it's such a point of pride for the company, and we have you know over forty thousand hours on average mm-hmm. of volunteer time, 
uh, that's spent by our employees. It's something to be proud of. And that goes on at at at, at a particular time of the year each year. Is it is it during the spring or what? So yes, it is during the uh, spring, and it's usually uh, end of February, beginning of March. Beginning of March. If someone wanted to get in contact with you, how would they get in contact with you uh, or FPL if they had any interest in, in volunteerism or making contact as a nonprofit, et cetera? So I can give, you, I can give my number okay. uh, my, uh, or I should give my email. Okay. And that is j.rolak, R-O-U-L-H-A-C at FPL.com. And if they express an interest uh, in having us uh, work with them, again, it's only once, mm-hmm. once a once year. A year. Uh, but we would absolutely evaluate to see that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Are there any other areas that, that you're looking in, in the future as far as your, your, your focus on that, that you're going to look at? We talked about education. We talked about the volunteerism. Is there any other areas that, that from your perspective, FPL is, is looking at next year to year after so one of the things that we're seeing a huge trend in, and I'm sure you're aware of that, is workforce development. Yes. Right? And that's another opportunity for our youth to expand uh, you know, their view of what uh, careers mm-hmm. are open to them. Mm-hmm. And that's an area that I, we are definitely exploring to expand in and support our community partners to uh, be successful in. Good. Um, as far as... We have a lot of kids that come through the Urban League um, and go on to college and, and beyond. Um, is there any opportunity for, for kids to engage maybe a summer intern or, or internship during the uh, school terms? Like uh, I remember when, when I was in college, I, I did a summer internship uh, and I did a uh, semester internship when I was in college. Is that something that, that, that our youth can still look forward to? So college internships, yes. We don't do high school internships. But the college, but, yes. But okay. College. And in fact, we just we have our college interns already. Already, right. And and premises. So you got you got to prepare so yes, you know, you got to prepare ahead so And yeah. I would like to really remind uh, everyone that it's you know, when you start applying for these internships, you need to start applying in the fall before the summer. That yes. when the companies are putting out these applications, and many people are surprised at that. So don't don't get be caught behind the eight ball. Really uh, look at the companies that you're interested in, mm-hmm. and most of them will post those opportunities as early as the fall. Right. That that's fall. a good thing to to give to our parents that, that are listening, because just like in college, this is the week that most of our colleges are making the announcements that are acceptances right now. Made, but again, a lot of these um, high schoolers they sent those applications in last year. Uh, so prepare. Preparation is always the key for for getting what what you're looking for. Uh, we have over 200 um, interns, and we really our goal is to extend offers to as many of them as we feel you know are really uh, great candidates. So we take it very seriously. We're very selective. But it's an incredible opportunity. And we it is. To do a lot. It, it is. And I have to tell you, one of the things we do is talk about uh, giving and volunteering. There's actually a, mm-hmm. a segment that's focused on doing that because we do think that that's important. Very good. I mean, that that that, that is a, an essential part of learning and, and teaching as we, from all angles, to talk about the need to give back to the community. Because uh, from my perspective at, at, the, at the Urban League, we can't do anything on our, on our own. 
we have to have partnerships. We have to have volunteers. We have to have uh, groups that, that support our mission. And that's the only way that, that we can support the community and the clients who we serve on a daily basis. Um, when you look at, when you look at um, going forward with, with, with FPL and um, the engagement with nonprofits, Philanthropy has, has has been something that has been ongoing for a long time. Yeah. Um, do you see any other changes as, as far as the philanthropic role that FPL is going to play in this community going forward? I just see it growing. I see it growing. Uh, it has just gained increased importance. Uh, we see that the community appreciates it. We see uh, positive impacts, mm-hmm. you know, and the ROI, you know, return on investment mm-hmm. is tremendous. It's tremendous, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have we have worked hand-in-hand, like I said earlier, for, for many years, and I just can't express my my support and, and belief in, in the partnership that FPL has given us over, over the years. Um, you talked about all the different things that, that, that you do. What keeps you up at night? Really, uh, you know, responding to uh, tragedies or disasters. Uh, That's where our company really, you know, steps up. And when you talk about what we continue to do, you know, disaster relief and managing through that, making sure that uh, we get the power restored as soon as possible. We're coming up on hurricane season. Oh, my gosh. I mean... I can't imagine uh, what what because I I know FPL is all hands on deck, correct? Yes, yes and very much. I, I know you all just went through your your hurricane prep last week, and um, I just I, I I just say from all of us, thank you, thank you so much for being what you are and doing what you guys do because it it has been um, we're in a hurricane zone. And I know the work that you all do in the preparation and 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 uh, the uh, support you give, and um, from just a community perspective, it's never too late to start planning for hurricane season. No, it's never too late. But you and you are right, and because of that, we did have a full week of hurricane uh, prep planning last week, and. Again, that was intense. Yes, I mean we mimic a storm, a hurricane. You even name a hurricane, call. right? And, and, yeah. and, and go, and go no, through it. Yeah, we follow and track the hurricane as if it wow. were happening. And so we do that every year. We because we learn when we do that, and we are we want to make sure we are the most prepared we can possibly be when well, the storm comes. Good. Is there anything that the community and I, I know this a, a long list in preparation, but. If if there were two or three things that 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 you would request the community to do in preparing for hurricane season, as we are quickly approaching, I, I think, but it's uh, we're weeks away from hurricane season. Is there anything from the FPL perspective that that the community needs to be doing right now? So, a couple of things come to mind. First, uh, you know, everything now depends on technology mm-hmm. uh, and electricity to you know for technology. Our cell phones, we no longer have landlines. Mm-hmm. So really think about having available power sources. If you don't have a generator, get those chargeable batteries. Chargeable packs. batteries packs, right. These are th- and charge them. And charge them, right, 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 right. Charge them before, yeah. That, those are the kinds of things. Right. Now you get those car battery chargers that have a lot of battery power that, mm-hmm. you know, can be sustained. I recommend, you know, thinking about that. And always have a plan on if you plan to stay uh, where you're staying, if you have, you know, the pet 
or the elderly mm-hmm. uh, family member medications, w- medications get, get that lined all of up. Those, yeah. Get all of those things lined up and have a plan that everybody's aware of, and so you can execute. Very quick. Communicate it with, with, with someone that maybe lives away from here so that they can know what you plan on doing, things like this. Absolutely. Uh, I've, been, I've been here for 35 years now here in South Florida, and um, you don't take hurricane season uh, for granted. Uh, be, just because we haven't had the, the unfortunate hit, direct hit, every year's a new year. As we get ready to wrap up things, we've been talking to Juliet Rolex. She's the Director of Corporate Philanthropy and Community Engagement for Florida Power and Light. Juliet, my last question, as always, is what is next for Juliet? What's next for Juliet? Well, Patrick, I think that I will absolutely uh, continue to be an advocate for our community, and I intend to fully engage in our continued efforts to make this a better place to live, work, and play. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And I want to thank Ms. Juliet Rolak from FPL. And with her community engagement, her philanthropic, uh, philanthropic um, position, and all the work that she's done, not only here in Palm Beach County, but in Broward County also. Juliet, thank you. Thank you, Patrick. It's been a pleasure. All right, Patrick, what's happening at the Urban League, man? What's going on lately? Trey, we continue to enroll residents in our ACA Health Community Health Benefits sign-up. If you need health care benefits, please call the Urban League at 833-1461 or go to our website at ulpbc.org. We will help you to enroll in health care benefits. That's what we're here to help and serve. Um, I also have a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath townhome available for rent uh, in the Coleman Park area. If you're interested, in, please call the Urban League at 561-833-1461. That unit will be available for rental in the month of May. So call us. We know that housing is very tight here in Palm Beach County, but um, we've been uh, offering these townhomes for over 12 years now. And, of course, the big thing is our 50th gala anniversary on Friday, May 12th, Trey. Right. And we have a lot of big surprises lined up, and they come in every day now. And... I'll tell you, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be the big one, and we are pulling all – we're pulling the red carpet out for this one, Trey, and we right. are going all out, and I invite all of our community residents, all our partners, all of our funders to come out and celebrate with us 50 years of service here in Palm Beach County, the Urban League of Palm Beach County. All right. Give them a call. What's the number over there at the Urban League? 561-833-1461 or go to our website at ulpbc.org, and you will have all your answers uh, – all your questions answered, and we can, uh, if you need more information, give us a call, please. We look forward to hearing from you. The president and CEO of the Urban League Palm Beach chapter, Mr. Patrick Franklin. Thank you, sir. We'll talk next week. Thank you, Trey. This is South Florida Sundays. I'm Trey Brazier.